That's my bad. <laughs> it's all good. I caught the board again. Oh, sorry, dudes. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. What's going on, everyone? This is the PSN Party Podcast. I'm your host, SSG Sentinel, along with BMG, Bald Man Gamer. How are you doing today, BMG? Uh, not so bad, thank you very much. Uh, you see, we had, we've had, we had a week off because I had uh, a lot of stuff um, happening, so we, just, we took a week's hiatus. But yeah, it's, it's great to be back talking all things PlayStation and uh, supporting our Uncle Jimmy in the fight against Xbox. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> for those of you that did see our, um, our uh, post on Twitter, we did have a guest scheduled for today. Unfortunately, due to um, some scheduling issues, we had to move him to next week. It's completely cool. So our guest for this week will actually be on next week on our show. Um, BMG, what have you been playing this week? Uh, anything new or are you just going back to Destiny 2? Especially since they um, are allowing people to have that. I guess it's a DLC with part of PS Plus. Have you purchased that already or did you just download it for the first time? Uh, no, I own... All the DLCs, expansions, and packs for Destiny 2. Um, and I've got them on the Xbox side, but the way it actually works now is if I decide I want to go to PC or I want to play on my PlayStation, everything's linked by your Bungie account now. So all I have nice. to do is, if I want to jump to PlayStation, load it onto PlayStation, log in to my Bungie account, and it will transfer all my DLCs, my gear, my weapons, my progress. Everything moves over. It's all done in one motion. You know, you don't have this. Well, yeah, you can play it on multi-platforms, but you can't take all your stuff. It's, it's, it's quite good connected. They're probably one of the better ones that I've seen do it. Um, but no, I'm, I'm kind of I'm staying away from Destiny until Lightfall drops, um, okay. which comes out on the 28th of February, I believe. So I've decided I'm taking a break, um, stepping away from it for a little bit because I've got so much I need to do in it. And I thought, well, I want to get some other games in. Um, and like I say, in that week off, I managed to play a lot of games as well, actually. A bit, a bit of a list of them, really. Uh, obviously, top one, which I'm on every day. It takes up so many hours of my life. And that is Marvel Snap. The best game of the year mobile game it's ugh, awesome absolutely awesome and sentinel they've got co-op and um, battling now so you could get it <laughs> i can give you a co-op right. and we we can go against each other i'm only what am i now uh level 1143 i think so still in that low range wow low range. okay but if if I'm, i am tempted to play i will let you know <laughs> yes I need, I need someone to play against. Fimber, I know Fimber um, actually has it. So, it, you know, it would be cool to play Fimber at some point because nobody will battle me. I think everyone's just right. afraid. Right. Everyone's well, I afraid. Mean, I, I saw him in the chat, so, I mean, might as well, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Fimber, if you want to play after the show, hit me up and we'll, we'll, we'll sort a game out. Just to warn you, I'm slightly good at the game. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, I've been doing Outer Worlds. 
I've been I'm quite far into that now. I think um I'm probably just over halfway through it. You know, I've just been getting a couple of hours in here and there playing. Um last couple of nights, me and um Ash and Fabio jumped into Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. We've had a few games on that and we did a bit of Sea of Thieves. You missed it, Sentinel. You you could have joined, you could have been there and watched the disaster that it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't downloaded it yet. Oh, yeah. We had, we had, we <laughs> we had fun. Things things were a bit crazy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Nice, oh, nice. I've been. Uh, I finished. Obviously, I finished Quantum Break. I mentioned that the other week. Oh, God, this, I've literally just gone through a few games, and I haven't gone out of my head now. And I touched a bit more on Spider Man. I want to get the DLCs because I owned them when I got the PlayStation Five version of Spider Man. Yeah, um, but never actually managed to uh, do the DLC side of it because it was kind of like I just wanted to get the story and then move on because there was other games I wanted to play. But now it's kind of like well, we're a small little period for me. Um, Hogwarts and Two Minds, wherever I'm going to pick up or not. So not not because of any anything of the news that's going on, nothing to that. I'm not going to mention that. It's just, you know, it's just one of them. I sort of, I've seen the prequel films because I took my daughter to watch them. I don't really understand all these words and things that are going on. Um, But I might get it, might not. Two two minds, two minds. But um, I was more looking forward to Jedi Survivor, but that's just been delayed. Yeah. End of April, I think it has. Um, I know they really they did with IGM first the other day and released first nine minutes of the game or gameplay. They did not like cutscenes or anything, and it looks good. Yeah. It looks really good. Plays where it looks like it plays really well. So, uh, but what about yourself? What have you been playing? Um, to be honest, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry Five. You know, I um, I've been playing it on my PlayStation Five and putting it on my YouTube channel, and um, you know, it's like. Um, it, it's kind of, I think it's my Wi-Fi that's been acting up with my PlayStation. Like I'll be mm. live streaming for a while and it'll just say, oh, the connection was lost, you know? So a little yeah. aggravating, but um, fortunately I wasn't in any key moments whenever that happened. So I have been playing my PlayStation 5 quite a bit. Um, haven't been playing exclusives, I guess, as much as I should have been because I know a lot of people are like, well, they have these great exclusives. You need to be playing. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, but there's also these other great games that I already own. So, you know, obviously I'm going to play those too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's there's, this is the thing. The, the issue at the moment is there's just not a lot PlayStation-wise happening at the moment. We've, we're in that lull period, as I was just saying, you know, because everything, there's yeah. a lot going on in the, the Xbox Activision world at the moment. Um, and not so much in the PlayStation world, apart from... Jim Ryan dancing around the world, yes. um, pleading to say save us all uh, from from Xbox having major control of the games industry. You know, making things more expensive for us gamers. You know, Jim the Defender. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I, you know, I guess my whole opinion on that thing is if if Jim Ryan just doubled down on many of these IPs that Sony has that are shelved. They wouldn't even have to worry about Call of Duty because they have a lot of great IPs that haven't been touched since the PS2 or PS3 era. You know. Yeah. But, 
But you know, I mean that that's a conversation for another day, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. that could fill up an entire podcast by itself. You know, true, um, true. Talking about Jim Ryan and ABK, uh, that goes straight into our first uh, topic. Well, not necessarily the ABK deal, but Activision. Uh, Activision reaffirms a full premium Call of Duty release for 2023. Of course, it is being worked on by Sledgehammer Games, and is year. Let me see. Um, soon after, Jason Schreier responded to Activision's statement by saying that Call of Duty 2023 will be developed by Sledgehammer Games and is year two of Modern Warfare 2. So it's a full-size game, and I don't, I do not believe it is the Modern Warfare 2 expansion. And the last game that they worked on by themselves was Call of Duty. Well. I mean, if you want to say by themselves, it's actually Call of Duty Advanced Warfare because the bigger these projects get, of course, they have, um, you know, they have different studios helping them. So it was Advanced Warfare 2014. They, they did by themselves and then World yeah. War II by themselves. And then after that, of course, they're in, they're assisting Infinity Ward. Um, I do want to talk about this, but I also want to mention that when you look at it and look at how many of the Activision internal studios are working on Call of Duty, it's almost it almost feels like a waste because you have a lot of these studios that were making great games back in the day and they're like three four studios are working on one Call of Duty game like Call of Duty Vanguard you know Sledgehammer took the lead but it was assisted by Treyarch High Moon Studios Beanox and Raven Software so you had five studios working on one game and by themselves and this is a big reason why I think a lot of people want to see ABK go through is because under Xbox that's not going to be the case you know, they might have one or two studios like Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer working on Call of Duty. And then, of course, Treyarch, High Moon, Beanox, they can go and do their own thing, which will bring back some of these franchises, you know. But a lot of people are happy about Call of Duty and a lot of people are really looking forward to it. Um, Call of Duty 2023, BMG, on a scale of one to ten, one being you don't care at all and ten being you're you're super excited for it how much are you looking forward to this new call of duty in 2023 one i see because uh, <laughs> because destiny does it for you or destiny too i get it i get it it's it's hard because i always i used to love call of duty games uh, not not so much for the campaign i did enjoy the you know the multiplayer side of it, I thought they did it very well. Um, played well, it was great. Work as a team, and most people worked as a team. Got your odd, you know, rogue Chuck Norris guy running off. Uh, but yeah. I, I stopped playing at um, Black Ops Free because I, after that, I soon realised as I got older that my skills of coordination hand to eye was not as good as it used to be. So I was kind of like the um, the bait that ran around luring people out while I just got shot to death. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kind of kind of dropped off it then, and I thought, right now this isn't working. It's clearly yeah. I'm I'm no good at this anymore, um, and I didn't really play it for the campaigns. So I, I dropped off it, and I was very tempted to pick up Modern Warfare Two. Very very tempted, so yeah. close tempted to go for it, but. Just someone was telling me, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So I didn't, I didn't bother. Um, I, I tried giving Warzone two a shot. I just got annihilated straight away. I didn't understand the gulag thing where I just got killed in that, and I was out of the game. So I gave yeah. up on that rather quickly. Um, 
But it's it's hard because it's like in the you know in the financial call they're saying you know it's a premium Call of Duty coming out in 2023. So when yeah. you say premium Call of Duty 2023, that to anyone to us or anyone else would say a brand new game. That is a yeah. new game that's coming out, a new game in the franchise, and the fact that it's a different studio that's doing it so it's was it do we say sledgehammer games are doing it or do we say trail yeah. sledgehammer yeah sledgehammer. sledgehammer games is doing it so it's different studio it's not it shouldn't be their turn this time is it should have been treyarch this time if if i remember rightly yeah so we just had world modern warfare too so yeah it'd be treyarch next so the fact that they're doing it and i know jason try saying yeah, this is just year two DLC, but it's like, well, why aren't they referring to it as that in the company? This is a full premium expansion to Modern Warfare 2 and put it that way across instead of yeah. it's a full premium new game because it, it, it's confusing. I, I think things may change as we go into it. I'm, I'm wondering if it's more for with everything that's going on with um, the acquisition side, maybe it's they're trying to be vague until they have a better idea of what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but from the wording that Activision puts it, I would say it's a new title by a studio, so it's the next title in the series, uh, yeah. which would be, which would be Black Ops, wouldn't it? So it would be, uh, you would think, Ops? yeah, five, yeah. So that's, so I, I, I even though I know Schreier has come out and said no, this is, it's more likely the DLC, but I actually think it's, it's, it's going to be the new Black Ops game because. Whether this deal goes through or not for you know the acquisition, um, they're going to want something big to try yeah. and draw some in. Because if the deal doesn't want to go through, yeah, they're going to get a big chunk of money from Microsoft, but then puts Activision in a state where stock's going to plummet. Because it is, it's yeah. you know, it's not it's going to work well. So they're going to need something big to pull pull the numbers back in, try and get the share prices back up, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I'm not kind of in that sort of world to understand any of that. Um, but yeah, I think we will. Uh, it's going to be in the new time. I think we're going to get the new Black Ops game. I don't. I think we still may get some expansion of something from Modern Warfare 2 mid year, maybe. But it, it just seems if you're going to charge $70 for it, and then I think it's it says what $29.99 for the zombie add on. It's yeah. like you, you can't just it can't just be an expansion. You can't charge that amount of money just for a story expansion. No, no. No really. Yeah. No, I mean I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I pre ordered Modern Warfare two. I played it, I played multiplayer for maybe a week. I deleted it off my hard drive, and that's coming from someone who absolutely loved Call of Duty back during the PS3, Xbox 360 era. Call of Duty was badass. I loved Battlefield as well. Both of them have pretty much dropped off. Yeah, some people are saying, mm. well, Battlefield 2042 is in a much better state, and I'm like, it should have been that way from the get-go. You shouldn't need a year or more to get a game where it should have been at launch. And it feels like um, Battlefield really needs to... Um, they really need to figure out what they're doing with that franchise. And with Call of Duty, it kind of feels the same way. Um, I know I'm, there might be people that listen to this that are pissed off, but I, I think that Call of Duty needs to rest. Um, they need to shelve it for a bit and focus on other franchises, other games, just because Call of Duty feels like it's running out of road. 
You know, how much more can you possibly do? You know, you're, you're talking about a sequel to Black Ops, right? Black Ops was an 80. Um, so what you're going to do, Black Ops 2 and like, uh, I mean, uh, Call of Duty Cold War was an 80, you know, or what was it like 88 or some shit. So it's like eventually you're going to catch up with where Black Ops 2 was. And it's it just feels like they're getting they're just trying to um, they're running out of space as far as where in the timeline they can make these games. And how many times can you make World War II games over and over and over again? Yeah. You know, um, something my son brought up, because he's a gamer as well, and he loves World of Warships. He said, why do they not make any Call of Duty games that are about naval warfare? You know, why, like um, submarine warfare in World War II, or a war with these battleships or something like that. I think oh, yeah. they they could have some type of Call of Duty spinoff. Where you focus on it's a Call of Duty campaign, but it's a sailor's uh, it's a state a sailor's story, and of course it goes back and forth between like uh, you know the British sailors and Russian sailors or whatever, just their their war between each other, you know, in the Atlantic, um, or the Nazis or whoever. But you you if you change the focus and give it some give it a new fresh focus it doesn't have to be anything land-based it could all be naval warfare but if you do it right um there's still a lot of opportunity left there but every call of duty is guys running on the ground and shooting at each other and yeah you can say some of it's in tanks but that's like what maybe maybe one or two percent right so is that the war zone that uses the weapon uh, vehicles or does the normal multiplayer use them now uh i think i i'm not sure i know i've i've seen it in regular multiplayer that uses it i think you can use it now in Warzone. But, oh, okay but my whole point is there's so much more to warfare than just guys running hmm. on the ground you know and i mean you look at you look at how intense naval warfare can be look at how many movies they've made about naval warfare you know if done yeah, yeah. right if done right with a good storyline you could 100 percent have a call of duty spinoff that would give them much more content and another 10 years of games that would have people interested in wanting to buy them you know yeah. or even do a smaller title have your main title you know is the usual october november release date of the game that we all know and then have maybe even if it's a little bit of a smaller title because you've got that many studios on call of duty doing what you say Doing yeah. whether it's air or water or underwater, you know. Hell, let's go space. Let's do space. Let's you know. Let's do some do something different. Something that yeah. might get people excited to do something different. You could even have it tied to the other game if you wanted. Um, oh, what yeah. was that game? It was an on. It's a big online game still going now. Um, the it's a PC game, and then they brought out a console game. Where it was on the ground, but what went on on the ground or in space affected each other. Oh, that would be good. Eve Online, Eve Online. Okay. Remember they got yeah Eve Online. It's the big space, go different planets, do all different things. Yeah. And they and they brought out a console game where you pretty much you were, you were the troops on the ground. Yeah. And what was happening on the planets that you were fighting the wars on affected stuff that was going on with people in EVE Online, the main game, and stuff that was happening in there affected what was happening on like the planets and stuff, like if like a ship came past and dropped bombs. And um, the, the, I think the ground game kind of, it didn't last long. I, I think more people were, were more interested in just going through space and doing stuff, because it's more like a space sim than anything else. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was a good idea. It was like, and you know, they advertised it all. Oh, what happens here affects both games, and it's like, oh, that's a really good concept. But I think they struggled to put it more into practice. I don't think it worked as well as they thought it would. Um, but it'd be a good idea because now technology's moved on a bit. You know, cloud gaming's a lot better. I'm sure they could figure something out now where yeah. what you do in one game can affect the other game and or Warzone going to that. You know, it'd be, it'd be cool. Uh, different direction you know, and it's like it's like you know i know call of duty is a big earner but you have to you have to evolve the franchise at least a little bit you know utilizing things like you're talking about where you have battles in different areas but they're going to affect one another you need to evolve it if you want it to survive and i, I don't know if activision under its current leadership can do that yeah oh yeah no the the, the if it's got to change um it's going to take new leadership which will help is going to happen with Microsoft. I know we're a PlayStation show, but at the end of the day, Activision wants to sell. And if Xbox can't get them, you can have Tencent, um, Saudis, you know, someone else is going to be sniffing around. Or they might get to the point where Activision says, let's just split up the company and sell it. Yeah. And you know what? I think if ABK doesn't go through, that is probably going to suffer the same fate as THQ. Back in the, uh, what was that, like 2011, 2012, something like that? Yeah. Where everything just gets sold off. I It's like if I think if this deal doesn't go through, that's what's going to happen, you know? I think PlayStation would try for the Call of Duty IP. If, if it doesn't go through, I bet they would take the IP in studios or try. Yeah. You know, you, you, you just get the IP and then buy the studios after acquiring the IP. I don't know if that's possible or not. We'd have to have uh, our resident... Um, lawyer Luke on to kind of kind of tell us that I've just had this this image in my head uh, and I can't get it out of my head. It's just playing over and over again. Um, and, and I could really do with someone who knows how to Photoshop somebody on a video. <laughs> right? Wow. Do you know, there's that song, and I can't remember the name of the song or who sings it. It's on the tip of my tongue, but it's that one where it goes, "Never gonna give you up." Never gonna oh, let you down. Never Rick gonna run That's yep. it. I could just imagine turn him, get some to Photoshop him as Jim Ryan, just doing that <laughs> little bit. Wow, it's just in my head. And oh I, I'm my gonna god, have, I'm gonna try and figure that out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Speak I'm sure. To I'm sure someone on Twitter can do that. <laughs> I'm gonna speak to my son because my son is um, he currently he's doing a lot of designing stuff and putting stuff together for GTA Online now. Yeah. Um, it's what he gets paid to do, which is, you know, quite a cool nice. job for him. So I wonder if I could get him see if he could mess with something for me. But if not, I'll, I'm going to put some out on Twitter, see if I can figure it, because that would just be hilarious. That would be That is what Jim's doing for yeah. the PlayStation family. <laughs> right. He's right. never going to desert us. He's never going to give up. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Sorry, it just—it's just been play, it just keeps playing in my head. I could just see Jim Ryan with his that that laugh. There's that um, gif where he's just like going. <laughs> it's just in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all <Sorry>. right. Well, <laughs> it, it's all good. It's all good. Um, moving on from Jim Ryan, uh, you know, dancing to an '80s song. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, then the new gameplay for Dragon Age Deadwolf, Dreadwolf has apparently leaked online 
and it's offering everyone a first look at BioWare's RPG sequel in action. Of course, it didn't officially come from BioWare. It came from an anonymous Reddit user who posted the footage on Saturday and claimed that it was captured by a playtester with access to an early alpha build of the game. Um, it's about 20 minutes of gameplay involving one segment dungeon, they wrote. The entire gameplay is set within the Grey Warden Fortress HQ of Weishaupt. Um, they said combat is completely in real time and similar to a hack and slash. I'm told the gilding reference point was the God of War 2018. So um, regarding Dragon Age Dreadwolf and its combat leaning heavily towards the new God of War series, um, does that excite you more for Dragon Age or are you kind of like, oh, I wish they would stay with uh, the way combat used to be? I've, no, no. I'm uh, see. I like the Dragon Age series. I played them all, enjoyed them. Re- really good, really good games. The Inquisition was very underrated, I think. But the issue when it came out, they took a bit, you know, did a bit of a different direction. But there was a lot of bugs. There was a lot of issues. Yeah. Um. You know, the, the facial animations were just freaky. It was like it made Mass Effect Andromeda's look good. You know, it was it was that bad. Um, but no, no, I like I I've never been a big fan of the um, turn based combat. You know, I'd rather just like right, there's a group of enemies or four or five enemies. I just want to run over, fight, destroy, kill. Not right, run forward, stand in a line, and then take turns in turn based combat. It just it just feels too slow paced for me. Um, but I'd rather have I like the idea of have a bit of the God of War sort of combat where you're running hack and slash do you know do special moves and abilities and things like that i prefer that and uh, i've yeah. enjoyed them all the the art the, the long games they're not short by any stretch of the imagination and they are hard um but it's cool you know choices you make affects the story and you know there's different endings and things like that i think the latest one kind of it was one or two endings, if I remember rightly. But it was good, really, really good game. I, I did enjoy it, and um, been waiting on a new one for quite a long time now. Um, yeah, I rather they go in, gone in a completely different direction. Um, the you know the main, you know the main bad guy in this. Um, I never liked him through the game. He was just, it just seemed stuck up. Um, but he just like like not a boring character. He was I found him very boring. His story was boring, um, yeah. and he just you know spoilers for Dragon Age Inquisition. But he comes with you on your journey, and at the very end, he pretty much turns on you, and he's the main bad guy for the next game. So if if you haven't played it, it's is actually on EA Play, so you can pick it up, or it's probably quite dirt cheap on the um, on the stores anyway, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. As in that sense, um, I can't imagine the story being over exciting. Um, the the lore of the game is more exciting to me because, like, you know, you get to pick your different class. I always go as a mage, um, but like, mages are a band. You know, they have like special places they have to go, and yeah, you know, and and when if you go as mage, you kind of look down upon by other people, and you know. 
like walking through the street, you know, people like shouting comments at you and things like that. It's 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 good how they do it and how they react depending on the character you play. But I just I, we could just do with some official now, you know, that because that pre-alpha footage was from a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. Um. So I we pr- and it's in quite a playable state. I would say. We're probably in for a reveal this year, um, whether it'll be EA's own standalone show or if they will, you know, whoever's got the marketing rights, maybe PlayStation, maybe Xbox have got the right to show it, you know, market it. We might see it there. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Dragon Age is a good series, and it's um, – I, I still I – st- I think it's very underrated. I don't think many people actually – Quite talk quite highly of it, if I'm honest. Yeah, you know, I I have played Dragon Age. Uh, I think I played Dragon Age Two and Dragon Age Origins. Um, it was, in my opinion, it was okay. Uh, it wasn't, in my opinion, it was nowhere near as good as Mass Effect. But you know, um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's not directly competing with it. But in my opinion, it just wasn't um, a series that I could really stick with. Now I haven't checked out Dragon Age Inquisition, the most recent one. I do plan on doing it, um, but as far as right now, I mean, the old way of combat just uh, didn't feel as good as the God of War combat. So hearing that they have switched to the God of War style of combat does have me a little more excited for this title than I was. You know, um, yeah, it is something I'm looking forward to, though, and I do want to check out uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. So at least I understand a little more about the Dragon Age world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Inquisition was the, the this way to do something a bit different. Um, I think Dragon Age Two is actually seen as the best in the series, which I, I agree with. I do agree with. Um, but Inquisition was good. It was a bit different. Uh, and again, it's like you can romance any character. You can sleep with any character, whether it be right. male, female, or part animal. You know, whatever you fancy. You know, it's all. It's all to play for, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good game. It was a good game. The story, you know, was all right. Not the best, not the worst. It was um, it served its purpose, but it was more like say it's it, it's it's the lore of the games that are more yeah. interesting. I, f- I find and I found in all the games that the side content was more interesting. The side quests, and I'm not really one for side quests. Yeah. I just tend to like to get in. Just do the story, get the get done, and then move on to the next game. Um, whereas, like, like Skyrim, you get hooked on the side quests and things because they just keep popping up from nowhere. Um, but with Dragon Age, I find the, the the side quests are more interesting. The actual story and the characters you meet, and you know, m- missions and that you do for other people, I, I just find yeah. more interesting. Yeah, you need to play it. You do need to play it. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's like I know it's on Game Pass. I don't know if it's on PlayStation Plus uh, Premium because I do have PS Plus Premium. And um, I'm always looking for games to check out on uh, PlayStation, obviously. Um, No, it's not PlayStation then. You'd have to get EA Play on PlayStation to get it. But to be honest, you get it included on your Xbox. I would just play it over there, to be fair. Yeah, um, that's definitely a title I'm going to check out. Speaking of titles um, on PS4, they are removing the uh, the original lineup of PS5. Yeah, the PS5 games. They they had classics, I guess. The PS Plus collection 
and they are removing them so you can now well once once they expire i guess um you're not going to be able to download these anymore which is kind of unfortunate you know it's it's i know a lot of people have been complaining about this and i i get it you know um you got games like days gone monster hunter world god of war fallout 4 um black ops uh yeah detroit become human black ops 3 um you know there's just a number of games there's 20 of them they're really good games to have um especially for those that are buying they bought a ps5 they maybe didn't own one before and so they didn't have a lot of titles to play on that console you know and you had some people that were xbox gamers before this so games like god of war 2018 and days gone they didn't necessarily get to play so this lineup obviously gave them um you know an extensive an extensive collection to play on their ps5 now granted these were ps4 games but um it's just you know them taking it away and saying hey uh you know after night after may 9th you're not going to have these anymore um it's obviously upsetting a lot of people um and I, i completely get that uh what is your what are your feelings on playstation having to remove these titles for whatever reason well I think all the people that are complaining uh, are just babies, to be fair. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, they are removing it. It's it's a shame that it's it's going away. But the problem is that literally all them games are in PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. Mainly yeah. most of them are in Extra. But, uh, and a lot of people seem to be missing this, and I don't understand. If, if you're in the PlayStation ecosystem... You know how your PlayStation Plus works. You yeah. add the games to your library. They're always there. You don't have to download them. You add them to your library. You've got them. As long as you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you'll always have access to them. This is the exact same. If yeah. you have not played all them games or you've only played a handful of them games, you can literally go on now, add every single one of them to your library, and even after they remove the collection, they will all still be in your library as long as you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, whether that's the essential bottom tier, what we've always had, or yeah. you've got extra. But the majority of them games anyway are and are actually moved into already into the PS Plus extra tier anyway. Yeah. So you're always going to have access to them. Yeah, it sucks if you're still on a PlayStation 4 and you haven't got a PlayStation 5 yet, and when you do, that collection's going to be gone. But they are literally all going to be pretty much in PlayStation Plus anyway. You didn't, you know, and it's yeah. and it's not like some of the, they said was going to be around forever. It was just an incentive they offered for people, whether you transition into a PlayStation 5, you can pay, play these PS4 games in better resolution FPS, yeah. or if... You, uh, you know, you've already got, you, you, you know, you've got the PlayStation Five. It's just a, a little bit of a, a nice bonus to have access to them if you have the PlayStation Plus subscription service anyway. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It sounds bad that they're removing it, but essentially it's not bad because they're already in the subscription service, and you just have to add them to your library. In fact. Oh, no, you can't. And I was going to say, if you've got PlayStation 4, you could add them, but you can't. You have to have the PlayStation 5 to have access to it. But yeah. to be fair, it's been, well, what, we're nearly two and a half years into the life cycle, so it's not like they only put it up for the first six months and took it away. It's been going for over two years, so it's probably stayed up a lot longer than they would have done in the first place. So, um, 
I, I don't I don't see the problem with it. I don't I don't think it's an issue because literally you most people are gonna find when they're going to the extra tier or the premium tier, the games are gonna be in there anyway. And yeah. there's even more games in there. There's even more first party games in there. You know, Ghost of Tsushima is is in the PS plus extra tier. Brilliant game, absolutely brilliant. And you can play the PlayStation 5 version as well. You know, you've got yeah. Death Stranding, you get the PlayStation 5 version. Um, you know, God of War, I think it runs at better 60 frames, I think. God of War 2018. Yeah. So it's it's just one of them. It's yeah, it sucks. But if you have a PlayStation 5 and you haven't already, just add them to your library and you'll always have access to them as long as you've got PlayStation Plus. But it's just one of them. It's they have to keep maintaining it. I, you know, I don't understand all that. I'm not an engineer or a game developer, or yeah. on that side of stuff. I don't know how it works, but I'm assuming people, whoever works on the store, have to make sure that runs bug free, fine, and no issues. But why keep paying people to do that when you could have them doing other things? improving the store or helping in other areas or whatever. It, it's it's not really needed now, that collection. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, I would say 90% at least of PlayStation gamers have played all the big titles on there that they've wanted to play. Yeah. And if not, add them to your library. It's easy. Stop complaining about it, people. I know, right? And, you know, you look at a lot of these titles and they're all PlayStation 4 titles, you know. It's not PS5 titles. And a lot yeah. of these games, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're really looking at it realistically, you can pick these games up for like five bucks a piece, you know, at GameStop or on Amazon. If you know, if it goes away and you don't have it anymore, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, you can always pick them up for really cheap. You know, none of these games are super modern. Um, and when I say super modern, I mean from like 2019 on, um, except for maybe Detroit Become Human. But most of these games are older games, like you said. Most of the people have played them already. And a lot of the um, a lot of the negativity, uh, you know, that we've been hearing about this, are it's it's a very small group of gamers. The majority of the gamers, like you said, um, they've either downloaded these or they've already played them or they own them already. You know, so it's not too big of a deal. Um, now, obviously, PlayStation starts you know taking out a lot of the games from PlayStation Plus. You know that you can't download anymore, like um the PlayStation Plus Premium. Then I would say it might be a cause for concern. But regarding these, um, you know, I'm looking at them, and I think I own almost every single one of them anyway. I bought them, so it's not that big of an issue. You know, just people blowing things out of proportion is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Um, someone might, if someone in the chat can have a look and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, if you if it's in the service now it allows you to add it to your library. And as far as I think I'm aware, you are still able to access that con that game even after it's removed out of the service. That's what I understand it as because you go into the service, you click a game, you can just add it to your library. So I'm assuming that you can still have access to it even after it's removed from the service. I could be wrong. If someone could double-check that for me, that would be great. Yeah, I'm wrong, the, I'm wrong. In the article on Video Game Chronicles, it says games can still be redeemed until this date and will be available after to users who remain PlayStation Plus subscribers. Yeah. So yeah as, so long you, as, as long as you download it by that date, you should be good. 
you know, afterwards. Well, yeah, you don't even have to download it. You just have to add it to your library. You know, there's yeah, yeah. you could have, a lot of people will even if they never intend on playing the game, they'll just add it to the library because then yeah. it's always there. Then um, exactly, but yeah, you, you literally, I, I, you're just going to see any game, any of them PS Plus collection that isn't in the PS Plus service. I think you're just going to see it transition over to there. I think it's just condensing it. Get rid of that now. You know, all the initial people who wanted a PlayStation 5 have got one. We're two yeah. and a half years in. Let's just move, do away with it now and move any games that aren't already in the PS Plus service, just move it into there. Um, I just think people have made a big deal out of something that there isn't really big deal to make out of it, if I'm honest. It's, it's, it's strange. It's strange, but... Um, yeah, it's and, and probably <laughs> half your people that are kicking off probably no. wouldn't even play them anyway. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Well, I'm some good player. I just don't want you taken away from me. <laughs> the good gamers, um, you know, the people that are actually gamers and not just complainers, already know the deal, and uh, they're probably not complaining about it anyway. So you know, yeah, don't be a complainer. Don't be a complainer. Be a gamer. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, good news for P- PS Plus gamers is the uh, February lineup looks really solid for the games they're giving away. Um, they are giving away Mafia the Definitive Edition, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Evil Dead the Game, and Ollie Ollie World. Now, obviously, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, um, you know, it's a free uh, DLC, and of course, Destiny 2 is free. So you can download this DLC, you download Destiny 2, which is free, and you can play it. Um, Mafia, the definitive, definitive edition is the PS4 version. Ali Ali World is both PS4 and PS5 versions. Um, Evil Dead, the game, of course, PS4 and PS5 versions. And obviously Beyond Light is PS4 and PS5 as well. Are you downloading any of these? Do any of these interest you? Aside from the Destiny one, I'm sure you already bought it. But the, <laughs> uh, the other titles in this lineup, do any of them really interest you? Um, I, I've already, I'm, I've kind of, I'm done with Evil Dead. Um, we over on xpm we all got it um i think that's when i first started that's the first time i actually gamed with redders jinner and ash um, right. is uh, evil dead the you know they were i'd seen them on seen them online because we had them on xbox and they said oh that's cool i've got it as well and it's like yeah jump in and join and we had, we had a right good laugh and it was fun um but there was not really anything new, you know. The the maps are all the same. I know they've added more content since, but not enough for me to go back. And they've actually added a battle royale, and I thought I might actually re-download it to check it out. Right, uh, but it's broken as and buggy as hell. So it's like, no, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna bother. It's like trying to milk what's left of the license. So, um, yeah. So Evil Dead, no, because I've already got it, but. I would probably add it to my library anyway, whether I'm not going to, if I'm going to play it or not, because hell, got it on Xbox, might as well have it on PlayStation as well. Ollie Ollie World, never played it. Not something that really interests me. Mafia, Definitive Edition, that's a definite. Um, I've not played, you know, I remember buying that day one. So it used to be, I think if I remember rightly, The Godfather came out, part one came out, the game as well, about the same time, and they were both, you yeah. know, it was, which which gangster game are you going to go for? And I got both. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to add that to it. And Beyond Light, I already own, so. Uh, but always add him to your library, whether you intend to play him or not. What about you? Right. Is there any, anything on there you're going to get? 
Yeah, I actually, um, I believe last night, I already downloaded the, uh, or I added the Beyond Light DLC to my library. And then, of course, I downloaded Ali Ali World and Mafia the Definitive Edition. I thought about Evil Dead, but I had heard a lot of people say about the buggy servers and about mm. how um, it just kind of, it didn't interest a lot of people anymore. And I'm not, I'm not the type of guy anymore, really, to play the evil dead types of games, you know, where it's basically different people competing against one person or whatever. It just doesn't interest me. Yeah. It's, it, do you remember Friday the 13th? Yes. Yep. It's sort of heading that way. The matchmaking can be a bit iffy. It's all right. when you get in a game, but then it gets very stale, you know, because all these different characters are running around the map and you're playing the bat, you know, the, yeah. bad guy and you're trying to find them and it can be a bit of a nightmare you can be wandering around for ages before you see one person and yeah yeah but it's yeah it's it's worth adding to the library but yeah i think that game's kind of coming to its end i think this battle royale they added was just trying to breathe some new life in it and i don't think it's worked if i'm honest i've you not know, heard anyone talk about it put it that and way. It, it seems like everybody everybody wants to put a battle royale game in every single title that is out there and not every title needs it you know, I think um, Evil Dead the game and, and games like Friday the 13th, the four versus one format is good. The Battle Royale game or Battle Royale format for that type of game, I don't think that's going to work. You know, I just don't. Because it, it ruins the suspense is what it does. Hmm. I hope we get a Battle Royale in Spider-Man 2. Oh, That'd Jesus. Awesome. <laughs> Imagine. That'll be awesome. But you get all the villains and all the heroes he can pick between multiple. That'll be so yeah. cool. Frame rate would bottom out at like 10 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> it would be horrible. <laughs> no, PlayStation has no limits, remember. It can handle right. anything it's chucked at it. Yeah, until it catches on fire. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but about these games, though, I, I, I did like Mafia. I actually bought Mafia on the Xbox uh, way back in the day. Um... I don't know if I still have it. It was disc-based. Uh, I didn't buy the digital version. So having this on the PS4, I'm definitely going to play it. Um, I think they did a great job. Because if you remember from the PS2 uh, era, how the how Mafia looked when it came out, people thought at the time it was revolutionary. But you look at it now, and you're kind of like, wow, that's rough. So they did a really good job cleaning that up for the definitive edition. You know, And I think for anyone, obviously, who has not played Mafia, don't go into it expecting it to be like Grand Theft Auto. It's much more linear, but it is a great story. Hmm. You know, it is a great story. And for anyone who's a PS Plus uh, member, if you love story-based games, Mafia Definitive Edition should be the first one you download. It was the first one I downloaded. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth having. And if even if you're not going to play them, just add them to your library so you've got them. Exactly. Speaking of PlayStation, though, have you actually cleaned yours out yet? What do you mean clean it out? Like uh, use a, take the air the can and... we got to take the face plates off and take the yeah. cover off. It. God, don't, how much dust does that, them things collect? Quite I a bit. believe me. Jeez, yeah. yeah a few months mine. ago, I had... Well, because mine is still new. You know, I got it in December. I got it for Christmas. But um, I also got, you know, the, I, I guess, two terabyte hard drive that I had to install. So I cleaned it out. Just, you know, I, I clean them out if I have to do any work on my consoles. I just... Because it's like force of habit. I clean them mm. out, you know, just to make sure that it's clean. That way, when I put it back where it's going to be, it, it can sit there for six months and I don't have to clean it, you know? Yeah, yeah, do it do it proper. 
I need to do that to my Xbox controller. It's I've got stick drift on the uh, on the right analog stick, and I've got a toolkit. I need to take it apart and try and figure out why he's doing it. Yeah, it's a bit annoying, and it's, it's like the release launch controller as well. So I don't want to don't want to get rid of it. Let me see if I can fix it first. Right. You know something interesting you had said about them taking away those games, about how mm. most most of the people who, you know, most of the gamers have already played those, right? But there is, there's actually an article that says 30% of monthly active users on PS5 have never owned a PS4, according to Sony, which could kind of indicate why some of these people are a little aggravated. Um, this article, which is VCG, says, let me see, this, the claim of nearly 30% monthly active users on PS5 never owned a PS4 was shared as part of a company presentation discussing its quarter three 2022 results for this financial year, the period ending in December 2022, in which Sony noted that the percentage of monthly active users increased by around 30% December. In addition, it said nearly 30% of PS5's monthly active users are users who never use the PS4. So with the spread of PS5, the acquisition of new users is progressing. Now, it's interesting that they came out with this because that could indicate why some people were legitimately upset about them removing those 20 titles or 19 titles actually mm. very interesting um what do you think about this um statistic that sony released like and, and when i say what do you think about it, i mean what do you think about it in regards to where these people were gaming before uh, yeah, well, it's it's a quite it's a big number. Thirty percent of active users never use the PlayStation Four. Did did they just fall out of gaming? Were they on the Xbox and decided to move over, or have right. they bought it as a second console? You know, they bought it as a second one. Um, but yeah, because it's like, and they also say no in the article that the and PlayStation have said that they've kind of. The shortage is over now. The PlayStation yeah. Five is readily available everywhere now, which uh, I do have. I have seen a few actually. I was in my local game store recently, and they, they, got, yeah. they got. I think they had like seven or eight in stock, and nobody pre-ordering them or trying to reserve them. So yeah, I think they're more readily available. But maybe I don't. I, I think I don't. I don't necessarily think people have just come off Xbox and got onto PlayStation. I think. It's been bought as a second console. I could imagine yeah. a lot of people have got the Series S and have waited until they've been able to get hold of a PlayStation Five and bought that. So then the Xbox becomes the secondary console. But they're talking about last generation, though, because they said none yeah. of those people owned a PS4. And if you think, what were their numbers for PS4? One hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so they're could, yeah. so they're saying thirty percent of people that own a PS5 never owned a PS4. So were they Xbox mm. gamers, Nintendo gamers? It would be interesting to see where those people gamed before they gamed on yeah. PlayStation 5. Yeah, because all they've said is it's unique PlayStation IDs, haven't they? So, yeah, it's unique yeah. users. So it's like, yeah, they, they could have been PS2, PS3, gone on then to switch to Xbox or switch to Nintendo, or could have there could have been PC players that... You know, you, you've got to think of all the games that have come out over PC recently. Yeah. Maybe people have decided they, instead of having to wait a year down the line or, you know, or near enough a year down the line to play these first-party games, 
picking up PlayStations. I suppose that you know, I, I suppose a, a percentage could come from there, get them straight from come from PC. They're just buying a PlayStation to play the games instead of having to wait for the PC versions. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of games that have now switched over, and still a lot of games that haven't yet that um, PC fans probably want to play. Um, so it's I, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. Um, you know, they've just not bothered with PlayStation 4, comes straight to PlayStation 5. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people got them for the kids at Christmas. Maybe it's the first time of having a console yeah, ever. The PlayStation, you know, that's that's probably going to play, play. Sorry, that's going to play a factor into it as well. But That's true. I would say it's more of people buying them for kids who are coming into gaming and I would say the majority, though, would be PC gamers picking up the PlayStation. To, you know, maybe get double dip, play it when it comes out, and then a year later pick it up again for PC to play at the thousand frames or whatever the PCs can do these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Luke Steele's PC can probably do it. You know, yeah. thousand frames per second. Yeah, playing playing Last of Us Part One while um, doing your uh, playing <laughs> yeah. Minesweeper on the other side of the screen. A thousand frames per second, eight K with uh, ray tracing on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, sorry, Stubbs. What's he? Stubbs has put. Um, I don't buy PC gamers buying PS Five, but a few of these people were locked out of their PSN accounts. I, I don't know. It was just. It was. It's just. Um, again, we we don't know the facts. We yeah. only. It's only. It's only guessing because, you know, now more first party games are coming to PC. It's giving uh, these games are hitting a wider audience. You're probably, I'm not saying there's many or a lot, but, you know, there's probably a few that are picking up a PlayStation 5 to be able to, you know, experience these games before, you know, instead of having to wait a year uh, and also be able to use the DualSense to connect to PC so you can use that as well. It's it's only a guess. We can only assume. um, I don't, like, if it was coming from the Xbox side, People trans. I would assume it's people have got a Series S that want a PS5 as the main, and the Series S as the the Game Pass machine. Um, or Pete, you know, like myself, I've got a Series X and then picked up a PlayStation Five. So, you know, there's there's a number of possibilities. It's probably come from multiple different places, but still, thirty percent is a big number. It's a big number of new users. Yeah, and it, it 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 would be interesting if they could find out. But so, like Stubb said, some of these people could have been locked out of their accounts. But thirty percent, I don't know if um thirty percent of people are going to be locked out of their accounts, unless it's something PlayStation is doing wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit hard. I I remember I had to. Funny enough, I, I could put. Would I know? Because I've already had mine a year. Um, I had PlayStation Four. I've had all the Xboxes, all the Playstations. Um, and when I was on PS4, my account, my PSN account got hacked three times on the trot and, um, PlayStation after the third time, um, permanently banned my account and so I, lo- and I lost everything, all my digital goods, the money that was in my wallet, all my games, everything gone. So yeah. when that happened, that's when I switched off there onto the Xbox one. So went back, went on to Xbox, and then I decided to go Series X to start. And then, obviously, when 
got the chance to get a PlayStation, got PlayStation and um, started a new account from there. And I've not, luckily on either, I've not had any issues on that side of it. But yeah, so I would technically be classed as a new user because I had to start a new full new PSN account because they took mine away forever. Um, but yeah, I don't think I fall into them numbers because I had mine before the dates. Because what was the dates? Was it over the Christmas period? November? I've lost I've lost the thing though, it's gone. Um so yeah, I had it and me, 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 my phone's just it's just it needs updating, but I can't update it, so it's just playing up. Uh but yeah, yeah, I think you, you could there's always that up, you know. I don't think there'll be many in that that sort of category that have lost their account and had to start again, but it's a possibility. But it's still good. whatever it is, it's still good that they're seeing quite an increase in new users. The fact that now you can buy the console quite readily, the shortage is over. Um, and that goes cars in hand in hand with, they did that whole, did you see the um, PlayStation 5 news thing? We're all around the world. They've got all these, um, it's all over Twitter on the PlayStation account. They've literally got, like in London, there's um, a Leviathan axe in central London. Um, there's a dinosaur from Horizon in is it Switzerland? Four's hammers in America, I think. They've you know from God of War, they've like got all these different things from the different games all over the world, and the shot you know it's like this little TV news thing they're doing from PlayStation 5 headquarters or something like that. Uh, and if you actually watch the trailer for it where it's showing them off, you get to a glimpse at other games, you know, like Spider-Man 2, you get a bit of that. You see a bit of God of War, a bit of Horizon. And sim floating around, people think that the um, there's a, like a small clip where you see this um, female like brushing away some sort of archaeological thing. Uh, people thinking that's Uncharted 5, uh, Nathan Drake's daughter. So, you know, bit, bit of a tease for what's, what's to come as well, maybe. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And I think the base is just going to keep climbing. Oh, Sentinel. Oh, I think we lost Sentinel. You, Sorry, I'm here. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, for oh. some reason, my mic um, completely... It's disconnected from my thing. I don't know. I got to figure out why I did that later. But, um, oh, because here I am. I'm talking and I'm responding to you and I can't I hear it. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. yeah Sorry didn't, about didn't that. Didn't hear out. No, you're right, mate. You're all right. Didn't hear a thing you said. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. All I was going to say is, um, you know, PlayStation is being very smart with their marketing, you know, um, and it kind of feel, you know, I know Xbox has such, they have much, a much bigger, um, budget for this type of stuff but it feels like playstation it's like they don't have to spend as much but they're a lot um more marketing savvy as far as how they market their games their consoles just their brand you know yeah and it, it's like i know a lot of people are like oh i want a state of play i want a state of play and it's like you got to give playstation time because they know what they're doing you know and when they're ready to show something, they're going to show something. And yes, people get worked up because especially um, right now in gaming, you know, in modern gaming, people want like monthly updates on stuff. And it's like when you're building a game that takes four or five years, you know, it's not going to be like that. Um, 
but when you do get when you do get bits of news, um, it is kind of like a breath of fresh air for a lot of people. Um, one of those pieces of news that we got recently was that Insomniac's Wolverine game is actually reportedly targeting a mature rating, which is good because their previous and um, the current game that they're working on, Spider-Man 2, and the previous games, Miles Morales and, of course, um, Spider-Man, they were rated T for teen. And so to have Wolverine really targeting a mature rating, it shows that Insomniac is really leaning heavily into what makes Wolverine a memorable uh, comic book character. You know, um, let mm. me see. In this bit of news that came out, it says, uh, according to Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb, who shared supposed details in the on de- in the in-development project during a live stream on Thursday, Insomniac's Wolverine game is reportedly targeting a mature rating and could release as soon as next year. Now, I know a lot of people um, are saying that right now the 2023 lineup for PlayStation is a little light. But again, like we've said, um, they were they post things when they're ready, and this is kind of one of the this is one of the faults that Xbox has. Um, they basically showed off like, hey, we have 20 different games that are in the work in some stages. Once you do that and you announce, hey, I have a game, then people are going to be like, hey, you know, it's been two, two years, three years, four years. Where's this game at? You know, but if you don't announce those and you do what PlayStation is doing and only announce stuff when they're ready, you don't have people constantly asking you about this or that. You're only giving them what you want them to have. And I, be, I feel like this bit of information regarding Wolverine was exactly what people needed to hear. Um, is Wolverine a title that you're looking forward to? And if they would have made it a rated T game, would you have been interested in picking it up? Uh, well, yeah, Wolverine is is just one of them characters where, you know, it's like, it's like Deadpool, anything could go, anything could happen. Yeah. Um, and I remember Wolverine that came out for the was it PS3? Was it PS3? Yes. Oh, it might be. It was PS3, it was wasn't it? Early, early generation. PS3 and Xbox 360, I believe it was X Men yeah. Origins Wolverine. Yep, that's it. That was hardcore blood guts. You know, you could actually burn your flesh off and watch it. You know, come back on. It was absolutely. It was awesome. A- absolute awesome. Uh, and the fact that you know. Marvel, Disney will hopefully give Grant and that because it is one of them games, you know, they're doing it with Deadpool. Deadpool had to petition to get um, that hard rating they did for the films because, yeah. for Deadpool 2, didn't they? Because obviously Sony owned them um, and it took them a lot to to, to get that because Ryan Reynolds was, it was the only way he would carry on doing it if he could play the character how it was meant to be. And Wolverine's yeah. the same. You know, you actually look at the films, you know, you Logan, Logan's quite bloodthirsty, you know, if you if you watch yes. that, you know, it's it really is. And it, and it and that's how the character is. You if they made it a teen game, I wouldn't play it because that's what I would expect from Avengers or Spider-Man, because they are that more lighthearted characters where it's not about blood guts and and, and that sort of thing. And, and we accept that in them games. But in Wolverine, if you're not slicing people up into pieces or if you get half your face blown off, you see the insides and then see it grow back, then what's the point? You know, because that's that's the character. You've got to take advantage of, of them things, you know. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, you know, it could be 
earliest 20, fall 2024. Um, it's it's a good sign because Insomniac are just machines. They they literally they just they they know how to make a game. They know how to make it play. Um, they they know how to make games and and yeah. they hit every time. Spider Man one hit. Spider Man two we know is going to hit. You Ratchet and Clank, such a beautiful game, and that's the first Ratchet and Clank game I ever played. Is Rift Rift Apart, and it just plays. They take advantage of the PlayStation Five, take advantage of the DualSense controller, take advantage yeah. of the three um, D Pulse headset. The game just looks beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and. If they can, you know, with all the tools at their, uh, at their hands and the backing of Sony as well, that they've got the money to put into these games, it's. I, I, I don't think we will. I think we're going to see some from Insomniac next year, but I don't think we're going to see Wolverine. I could see Wolverine being fall 2025. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm happy for him to take that time uh, because, I, uh, to be fair, I think you would time it with because Wolverine is actually in the new Deadpool film, isn't it? The yeah. Ryan Reynolds and yes. Hugh Jackman announced it, and that's for 2025. So I can imagine that they will try and work with Marvel because obviously, you know, Sony and Marvel seem to work quite well together with you know all played nicey nicey with spider-man yeah um, i bet we could see it kind of land for when the film's out Drop yeah it. i think i think that um i think that's reasonable and it doesn't even have to tie into the films it's just um wolverine coming out at the same time he's in a movie you know it's going to be that boost and it's like they don't need the boost but it's definitely going to help yeah because I believe in the film, they sort of asked, well, spoilers for Logan. If you haven't watched it yet, then that's your fault because it's a brilliant film that's been out for a while now. Yeah. Um, and I think you can actually watch it on Disney Plus, I think. Um, yeah, it is on Disney Plus. It, uh, he dies. Dies in it. That's the end, end of Wolverine. So people are like, well, how the hell can he be in Deadpool? But they have come out and said the film takes place. Um, was it before he joined the X Men? Before he met the X Men? Um, he... it's, it's earlier in the timeline, isn't it? Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine is right before he meets the X Men. Well, you know what, though? Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, at the end of X Men Origins Wolverine in the movie, he meets Professor X. But in the game, I don't remember off the top of my head. So. Yeah, yeah, but the, I know he's the, the film is based before he joins the X Men, so it's like obviously it's like a prequel to meeting them, I believe. How they're going to make him look younger because he's mm, quite old now. He's Hugh Jackman, still looks good for his age, but he's yeah doesn't look like that young guy from the older films. But we'll, you know they'll probably come up with some or other well um, and you look you look at movies like um you know the new star wars movies or um rogue one is a good example because they actually used a different actress and they modeled carrie fisher's likeness over her so yeah, i mean you you yeah. could and and it's like you don't even have to use someone other than hugh jackman because he still has the build it's just oh, yeah. you know you have his look from back then 
stored in the computer and you map it on top of the new him and he looks young again. I mean, that's pretty much how simple it is. I mean, it's it's obviously um, a costly process, but if they're going for younger Wolverine, it's a no-brainer. That's how they're going to do it. Well, they've done it. Um, I don't know if you've seen the new trailer for Indiana Jones film, which is out this year. They actually do it to Harrison Ford. There's a scene where they're looking back into the past and you've actually got... It's Harrison Ford sat there, but they've like mapped his young Indiana Jones face over him. And yeah. it looks, you can't, you just can't tell. It looks, it just looks like, hang on a bit, how the hell they de-aged him? So I wonder, yeah, yeah. they probably, I suppose it can go down that route. Um, and yeah, and I do believe the um, game is also set, with Wolverine is set before he's met the X-Men as well. So it would quite tie with the film, you know, you'll have that sort of connection in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited for Wolverine. You know, when when we saw also the hype trailer and all the little Easter eggs in the CGI trailer, very exciting. And it'd be nice, it'd be a nice change of pace for Insomniac to come off Spider Man, let Spider Man have a rest, because uh, obviously we had Spider Man PS4. Yeah, uh, got Miles Morales launch game on the PS5. We got Spider Man remastered for the PlayStation 5, which looks amazing. Again, the way they've got the performance ray tracing on that game is absolutely stunning. You can just you could just sit and take pictures all day in the different suits and different lighting styles. Absolute amazing job that Insomniac have done with that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, get two out this year uh, and then give it a let give it a rest. Maybe maybe next the year after 2024 do what they did with Miles Morales, a smaller, tight-knit game centered around whether Miles Morales again or a different character in you know the Spider-Man universe uh, and then leave Spider-Man for a while and then, yeah, jump into Wolverine. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a 2025 game. I think it's going to release for the film because it makes sense to, while the hype's high for it, why wouldn't you drop it then? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I mean, it's pacing a lot. A lot of times, pacing will come into um, pacing. Kind of comes into consideration when you're thinking about when you want to be advertising certain properties and how how much advertising you want to happen before a product releases. Whether it's a movie, a television show, a video game, you have to pace it. You know, you can't just shadow drop something like that, especially if you want serious numbers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got to, you just want to get, you just got to be on that hype cycle, and you've got to get it just right. I would let the film drop, um, get the hype of the way out of the film, let people yeah. watch it. Oh, and by the way, Wolverine the game on PlayStation 5 drops a month later or something like that. So you then you people are like, well, the film was amazing or whatever. Uh, I've got a PlayStation 5, I want to try the game. But to be honest, if you've got a PlayStation 5, you're very much more likely going to pick this up regardless. But yeah, yes, it's day one for definitely. me. It's day one for me. But I want I want that R rated. I want it blood. I want guts. I want you to tear people's limbs off, you know, proper. You go all the way. Don't half-ass it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. You know, um, it has to be like that, especially whenever you're talking about a character like Wolverine. And people's biggest complaint when he was in the X-Men movies was that he'd stab a guy with both claws in the chest and pull it out, and his claws are pretty much untouched. 
You know, it's yeah. like, are you serious? You know? Yeah, yeah. You did. See, Insomniac are just the studio to be able to pay that attention to detail. As again, Ratchet and Clank, for example, you play that game, you shove it in 4K mode with ray tracing, and you just like turn the camera and zoom in on Ratchet or Clank and look at the detail. You can see the individual hairs on his head. Yeah, you know his fur, every individual hair, and it's all so detailed. It's just, yeah, I think this is the perfect studio to tackle it. But you've also run the risk of that is all Insomniac's going to do now is is Marvel games, which that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I would personally, I think I'd like to see him tackle something in the Star Wars side of stuff. I, th- yeah. I think they, I think they can make an amazing Star Wars game. Whatever you know, and it's it's like I agree with you completely. And it's they're pretty versatile, so it's like whatever property they do tackle, they're going to do it with a lot of respect for the source material, and they're going to do everything they can to really exemplify the best qualities of that IP. Yeah, you know? yeah, and obviously, I know we, as we know, things have to run through disney and marvel and any whatever the story is going to be it's going to be okay from everyone and stuff like that but yeah i think what with what they've done with um spider-man what they've done with miles morales i think's give them a lot of credit and leeway to kind of just take the story in the direction they want as long as it doesn't cross over too much with anything i don't think we'll have an issue um like Marvel's Avengers and Spider-Man, you know, it's ref. You can go to Marvel, you know, the Avengers Tower, and yeah. it's referenced and the reference to being away on a mission or something like that. So, um, you could see them in the games in the future. We could see individual games by them. You know, I know there's a few Captain America, Black Panther games in the works or something along them lines. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's. I think it's like their own universe that they're making and. I think Marvel and Disney are happy just to let them do what they want to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, um, Insomniac, obviously, um, they're very qualified at what they do. And um, the thing that helps them is they look at what makes a game or they look at what makes an IP strong, um, like at a character's values. And they they really highlight that in the game that they make. Um, Speaking of respecting an IP's values, the God of War TV series is going to do the same thing. The last of us HBO show obviously showed that the people putting that show together really care about the source material. And the same can be said for the God of War TV series that's in development by Amazon. Um, Kathleen or Catherine, I'm sorry, Catherine Pope, who is the Sony pictures TV studio president told deadline that Amazon's God of War show is still in the early stages of production. It's not expected to release until next year but that Pope is impressed by the work that's been done so far. And the team is hard at work on building and expanding the world for the TV series. It's going to retain the video game franchise's values while expanding it in such a way that those who aren't familiar with the games will still be able to enjoy the show. And um, I think that's going to be, that's going to be great news for a lot of people who love the God of War franchise. You don't want to see something like God of War that's cherished by so many get, um, be smirched for lack of a better term and it, it becomes something it's not meant to be in a television adaptation have you seen the last of us hbo show and 
would you watch a God of War TV series? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Last Last of Us is absolutely amazing. Um, I know you see on America, it's on HBO Max. Is it? Is it HBO Max? You have? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. yeah. I think we're actually getting HBO Max in the summer this year. I saw, uh, I did see something uh, a few months ago um, pop up about it, so that'd be quite cool. Uh, but yeah, over here in the UK, you have to have Now TV or Sky TV. Now TV is owned by Sky anyway, uh, and they are showing the episodes at the same time that they're showing on HBO Max uh, this week. So I believe to avoid. The Super Bowl, because obviously we've just had episode four. Um, yeah. Episode five is going to wear on, is it Friday night for you guys? I believe so. Yeah, I don't so remember. It's about two o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning here. Um, so, yeah, so we're getting like a double double episode, uh, you know, two episodes in one week, which is, is, which is quite cool. Um, and I am I am looking forward to watching it. It's been amazing so far. Um I know um, a few people in chat, especially Luke, will agree with me that episode three was just, it was just amazing. Best episode so far, in my opinion. Um, there is a lot of people, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but that found it very controversial and didn't like the episode because of the of what the episode was about. Um I won't spoil anything or mention anything, It's but I highly recommend watching it. It's so much... There's so much production got into this. Um, the characters are just perfect for the parts, and it's it's just amazing all around. And God of War, again, it's another one of Sony's, PlayStation's crown jewels, and I think it's going to get the same treatment. Again, the world's going to look beautiful. I've been the game, you know, the TV show is going to look amazing. Amazon are known for putting high budgets in look what um was it lord of the rings and um, that tv show they just did that they cost them billions yeah to do yeah um so i think you're gonna you're gonna see quite a high budget i think for this because they know it's gonna hit very well um it's just it depends who plays the characters um uh, and i do hope chris pratt does get to play kratos i'd, I'd be very disappointed oh, if he's not kratos my God. Okay, you're kicked off the podcast. <laughs> Hell no. That's it. You're done. <laughs> no, no. This it's 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 because it's the they've obviously they've already they've they've got the cast, they know who's gonna be in it, but obviously not being announced yet, which you know it's fun to speculate, but you have to find the right character to play to play them, you know. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people with Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal was a bit 50-50 on, on how it was going to fit, how it was going to look, because, oh, no, this character doesn't look like this, and they don't quite, how they're going to fit into that. And yet, as soon as people saw that first episode, it was like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. These, these these are the perfect characters. So, you know, HBO know what they're doing, and obviously it's all runs through Sony as well, so they all call lab together. But, yeah, um, we know it takes place. This is This is... The hard bit, um, I would say for me, um, other people that don't really know the games or anything might not might not even cross their minds. But the, this TV show is taking place over the two new games: God of War twenty eighteen, 
uh, God of War Ragnarok. That is where it's based, whether they do it in two seasons, where 2018 season one and Ragnarok season two, which you would assume they'll probably go down that route. Um, But it's everything that's come before that got in there how are they going to explain that? Are, they, is it, are we going to see flashbacks that kind of incorporate everything that happened? Um, because it's kind of just weird where all of a sudden you're just in this world where this demigod is and he's got his son and yeah. and, and, and what have you. And it's like, is how's that, how's that going to work? Uh, because if you know if you played the games and you know the lore of God of War, you're going to watch the TV show and says, "Well, that doesn't explain that. That doesn't explain that." Even though we know because we played the previous games and know the lore, but it's the people that haven't. Will they be confused? Are they going to make it? I'm assuming they're going to make it make sense, and I'm assuming they'll do flashbacks. Is what I would think. Maybe, maybe do what. Last of Us has done um, again. It's not, I'm not spoiling it. I'm not going to say what happens, but at the start of the episode one, you're getting a flashback of what happened to the point of outbreak. Um, maybe we get first episode or majority of the first episode is how they got to where they are. Maybe that's 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 the hard bit how do you explain what's gone on and who's yeah. the god of war that's that's it we understand it because we've played the games like you said but it's like people that haven't it's you've got to make it coherent and people understand what's going on but i'm still excited for it whatever they do it's going to be big it's going to have be high budget and it's probably going to be amazing because they haven't missed yet so in the tv show I don't. I've not got my hopes up for Twisted Metal though. That's probably going to be a bag of crap. <laughs> I'll I mean, still I guess, watch it. I guess we'll just have to wait and see on Twisted Metal. Um, I think they'll do good with God of War. Um, I agree about the flashbacks thing because there's so much that took mm. place to make Kratos the God of War. You know, they'd have to have it in flashbacks or him telling telling a story or a series of stories to um, Atreus to explain things. But it's hard. Mm to cover, you know, three, four, five, six games and flashbacks. So it's it's going to take some it's going to take some very meticulous uh storytelling on the uh on the writer's part in order to craft it where it's not convoluted and where it makes sense to the viewer, you know. Yeah. You'd have to maybe like for the for, you know, cuz you're assuming it's going to be an hour episode each, maybe the first one's a bit longer. Maybe the first episode's an hour and a half. Maybe that first half hour pretty much do a shorter version of what happened and how he became who he was and get to where where he is. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe cover that period. Um, I've just got a feeling they're literally going to go into where there's him, his wife, uh, Atreus, and um, how she died and and that and i think that's kind of where we're going to hit off from but we'll see we'll see i'm um i'm excited either way it's it's you know we, i think we people have been asking for a god of war tv show or film for years but yeah um have you played ragnarok yet no i haven't unfortunately no no, no. no i'm not obviously i'm not gonna not gonna spoil anything like that but 
the way that game goes and there's obviously there's, there's flashbacks and things and that are different things and that and how things connect yeah. um there's there's a way they could do it there's a really good way they could do it um because as you know we might got a war 2018 is the same as Ragnarok there's no breaking camera there's no fade to black to the next scene it just yeah. keeps on moving because it's not a spoiler um Kratos goes to sleep, right? And they, and I'm not going to tell you how they do it, but they work it absolutely brilliantly where you know, you literally see Kratos go down to sleep and how they kind of transition into the next scene without the screen blanking or cutting to go to a different scene. It's amazing. It's amazing how they do it. And they, you know, they're really, really good. Um, I suppose they could kind of do it that way where. He's having flashbacks while he's asleep, and we're seeing glimpses of what happened that don't tell the full story, but just give you little bits and nuggets all the way through the series. Um, but yeah, yeah, looking forward, to, looking forward to it. Who would you pick to play Kratos? Who would you like to see play Kratos? Batista. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, I would say Dwayne Johnson back in the day. Um, when he was when he was young, when he was a wrestler, but mm. anymore, um, I don't know if he could do it. I mean, it's kind of up in the air. I know everyone's saying Christopher Judge, but I'm like, the guy had back surgery and he had hip surgery and a yeah. number of other issues. So him playing, you don't want to CGI a Kratos fight. You want a guy that can legitimately fight and throw people around. So Christopher yeah. Judge is out. You, you know what? It's like if you want him to be the voice, just do a voiceover like they did for Arnold Schwarzenegger in Hercules in New York, where he his Austrian accent was too thick and they had to dub a guy over his voice. Just do it that yeah. way. You know, there yeah. you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's ways and means of doing it. Uh, but yeah, there's it's hard because, like, it's weird because, like, the height and build that Kratos is, it's quite a hard. Character yeah. to cast someone that's going to fit that kind of perfect. It's uh, just look at the WWE. There you go. There's your there's your build. There's your guys. Uh, <laughs> Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have your pick of guys. You know, it's just yeah, which one of them can which one of them can act because anybody can get super huge and muscular, but not all of those guys can act. That that you, would be the difficult part. Could, could you imagine uh, Brock Lesnar? coming in as Kratos and just F5 in everyone. <laughs> I, th I think Brock Lesnar would be better as Hercules because he definitely has the um, the cockiness and arrogance of Hercules. But, mm. you know, I, I doubt yeah. the new God of War series is going to be set in ancient Greece. It's going to be no. set in Norse mythology. No. So Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they've already said it's based around the, the new games. Yeah. Um, so it's from the Norse mythology side of it. That's where they're starting. But whether... They're using going game to game, or if they're going to take it in a bit of a different direction. This we don't know. All we know is it's going to stay faithful to the games. But yeah. I suppose you could tell a bit of a different story whilst also remaining faithful to the game. So we'll see if they do anything like like Last of Us. It's quite faithful to the games, yeah. but they have got their different takes on stuff, and and it works works really really well. So, yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, definitely. And that is our last topic of the day.
So we're going to conclude it there. I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. Thimber, UK Dazarus, Stubbs Gaming, Muppet. Of course, Luke Steele. Thank you. Luke I appreciate Steel. you stopping by. And uh, some guy named BMG. have no idea who that guy is. Um, oh, Ignore <laughs> it. He's crazy. All right. And then, of course, XBN Network. Thanks, guys, for stopping by. Definitely appreciate it. To everyone who's listening to this podcast um, later on, we appreciate you checking it out. It means a lot to us. Uh, BMG, where can uh, people find you as far as on Twitter, social media, wherever? Uh, well, StreamYard have, have actually added a new thing on, as if you notice below our names, you will see mine and Sentinel's Twitter handle there. I'm at Ballman Gamer on Twitter. You can find me Ballman Gamer on Xbox, Ballman Gamer 86 on PlayStation, uh, and you can catch me on PSN Party Podcast and XBL Party Podcast on the XBN Network. Nice, nice. Um, like BMG said, my Twitter handle is there, SSG Sentinel. That's where you can find me on Twitter, even though um, there have been some days where I exceed my tweet limit and I can no longer reply to tweet tweets. So it does happen. Is that, cause, is yeah, that a cause, thing? Yes, because sometimes I've tweeted like 500 times in a day or some crazy shit. I don't know, because I tweet more than I should. So sometimes <laughs> it does happen. So if you reply to one of my things and I can't tweet back, that's probably why. I apologize. I'll just have to wait till the 12-hour cooldown is done, and then I can reply. But um, I'm also on YouTube. I believe it's SSG Sentinel the same way. And, of course, on Twitch, same thing. I live stream almost every single day, so you can check me out there. Um, and BMG and myself, um, you are going to be on the episode tomorrow, right? Yes, I am. I am on tomorrow. And I think I'm just um, – I was messaging Scott SX2 was in the chat earlier as well. Right. Because uh, I do remember – Oh, yeah. Thank I, you, Scott. Appreciate it. I think he is on as our guest tomorrow as well. Uh, I just need to confirm with him. So it's not guaranteed right this very second. Right. But I, I just need to confirm with him just to check that he's on – but I think, yeah, he's on as our guest on XPL tomorrow. And that'll be tomorrow afternoon. It's 3 p.m. Central Standard Time or 9 p.m. for BMG's time. It's on eight. the XPN. 8, 8 p.m. Yeah. It's it's at 8 now? Yeah, eight, yeah it's always at 8 p.m. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the times mixed up. It, it might have been it might have been Stasis chat that was at three. That that yeah, Stasis chat when God rest its right. soul was it right. uh, was it okay. nine, was it nine p.m. Yeah. Okay, so I'm getting the times mixed up. I apologize. So it's at eight p.m. Central State, or it's eight p.m. your time, uh, yeah. two p.m. my time. There you go. I got there it. There we go. There we so go. Now We're you there. guys know we made yep. it, and it's on the same channel. It's XBL Party Podcast. It's on the XPN Network. Um, so you guys can check us out tomorrow for an Xbox themed podcast. Um, again, like I said, thank you so much for checking us out, for watching, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I am, of course, SSG Sentinel and my co-host, Baldman Gamer. Thank you so much for checking us out and we will catch you guys next week. Good night, everyone.